You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 1102 of Hippily Shorts. What up, yo? So we're going to pick back up a rat here. We're going to start this one off with uh, Marilyn Manson. That sounds and interesting. I know we did a whole episode on a Marilyn Manson haunted situation, so I wonder if this is going to be the same. Many a band have recorded hit records at the Harry Houdini house, but the mansion does have a spooky history. Twiggy Ramirez and John Five relayed some of their experiences recording Marilyn Manson's Holy Wood album to Guitar Magazine, recalling some potentially paranormal experiences. Ramirez recalled that I spent the, the night there once, and in the morning, I heard people downstairs. I heard someone playing the piano. I thought the crew had arrived. I figured it must have been Bon Harris, one of the engineers who used to be in the band Nitzer Ebb, playing the piano. I got up, and there was no one down there. Ten minutes later, Bon showed up, and I asked him if he was down there playing the piano before, and he said, What are you talking about? I just got here. I don't know if he was pulling my leg or if some dead babies were playing the piano. John Five then shared a story that was a little more convincing. One time, our co-producer, Dave Sardi, was in the kitchen. He was walking back into the room. There were curtains separating the two rooms. He bumped into somebody behind the curtains saying, Oh, gee, sorry. But when he opened the curtains, there was nobody there. So there was something going on in that house. There were so many rooms, nobody in their right mind would want to stay there overnight. There you go. Sounds pretty scary. Hey, have you ever been in the shower and then the shower curtain like attacks your butt? Like it's all up in your butt crack? What do you say? No. Okay, thanks. I mean, I know it'll stick to you if it's wet, but I don't get that close to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering. Maybe you should try bending over towards the faucet and not bending over towards the shower curtain. <laughs> Chris Jericho shall pass no further. Chris Jericho is... Pass what? I don't know. Chris Jericho is like a genius. So he made all kinds of money in wrestling. He started his own band... And he's got his own podcast network, the Jericho Podcasting Network. Good so for him. He's a little bit of everything. Fozzie frontman and wrestling superstar Chris Jericho once hosted a travel channel show where he was sent to explore potential paranormal activity. Traveling to Louisiana for the shoot, the singer tells us that one of the strange tales led us to a voodoo peestress. Peestress. What the piss? <laughs> a voodoo priestess <laughs> and the giant burial ground where there was like 50 or 60 people buried while we were there some very strange things happened and it became like a fight or a flight thing it was like we got to get the f out of here this is not cool jericho who has done podcasts about and explored the paranormal since his teen years tells us you could feel it you could really feel it, and it was not a joke or like having the heebie-jeebies. You could really feel that something really weird was going on there, and you better not F with it. I know the difference between, oh my God, there's something going bump in the night, 
that scares you and just having a really deep feeling of something not right and it was really, really creepy and very real too. It's very something. It was very. And he said, guess what? It was very. So we just talked about the Houdini Mansion and people recording mm-hmm. there with the Marilyn Manson. Well, here it is again. The Houdini Mansion in Los Angeles is a popular place to record, but nearly every act that spent time there has a ghost story. This includes Red Hot Chili Peppers, who famously used the space to record their Blood Sugar Sex Magic album with producer Rick Rubin. During the sessions, drummer Chad Smith refused to stay in the mansion, stating, I'm not scared of ghosts, but I felt a presence. There were strange orbs orbs that turned up in some photographs, and Flea reported spotting a woman in black, according to Kerrang. I don't know what that is. Guitarist John Frisciante received the ghost to be friendly and even admitted to masturbating in front of them. <gasps> he did that in front of a dang ghost? He did. What? Hey, you had no shame. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, I mean, that's still embarrassing. Well, there's more. What if the ghost went over and... <laughs> what if happened then? I don't know. Oh. Apparently, Slipknot recorded there, too, and they have stories. So you can add Slipknot to the list of bands who recorded at Houdini Mansion in Hollywood who have noted strange occurrences. The band worked with producer Rick Rubin on their Volume 3, the Subliminal Versus album, and have a few odd experiences to talk about them there. Singer Corey Taylor revealed in his book, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Heaven. He must be just like a magnet for paranormal experiences. I don't know, but I like the name of that. He was visited while taking a shower. That was probably the guy masturbating from Red Hot Chili Peppers. They just didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was alone in our room. The door to our room was shut and locked. The doors to the balcony were shut and locked, but the door to the bathroom was wide open. I was taking a shower, getting ready to hit the town with a vengeance. I was in a great mood. I was singing along with the Bee Gees and washing all my filthy bits that needed immediate (laughs) attention, says Taylor, setting the scene. The shower curtain opened a smidge, and all I could see uh, was the room from my vantage point. I looked up. A man in a tuxedo walked past the open door, staring right at me. And, and keep in mind, every door was locked except for the bathroom door, so I nobody would, could have oh gotten into gosh, the room. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. What did he do? I guess he finished the shower. So his drummer, uh, Joey Jordison, also revealed that he felt a ghostly form pass through him in the basement and reported his door swinging open at the same time at 9.30 a.m. every morning. Wow. So that wraps up this one, and we'll finish them up tomorrow. They're getting more interesting as we go. Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 1103 of Hillbilly Shorts. Hey, everybody. We're going to finish up our, our music here, or at least try to anyway. This one says, Killswitch Engage have their own haunted recording story that took place during the sessions of the End of Heartache at Zing Recording Studios in Westfield, Massachusetts. Guitarist producer Adam Dutkwitzk told Revolver that during this time he had experienced some creepy encounters with the studio manager's deceased father. One night, he had a seance to talk to his father because he and his dad still had some unsettled business. 
He thinks ever since then that his father's ghost won't leave. It's really weird, said the guitarist. He reported seeing crazy lights and floating orbs while drummer Justin Foley spotted shadows during things that shadows don't normally do. Joey may have had the creepiest experience. He felt someone brushing against his arm and heard someone walk through the room while he was napping only to wake up and find no one there. It creeps you out, said the guitarist. Sure does. The Mars Volta discovered the power of the Ouija board the hard way while they were recording Bedlam and Gotham, and Gotham album at Hollywood's Oceanway Studios. The group members had been experimenting with the Ouija board, trying to converse with spirits to gain inspiration for their recordings, but as the sessions began, some issues started to plague the group. The band split with their drummer. Singer Cedric Bixler Zavala had to relearn how to walk after ongoing foot surgery, and the group's engineer suffered a nervous breakdown. I'm not going to help you make the record. You're trying to do something very bad with the record the engineer said before exiting the project, adding, you're trying to make me crazy, and you're trying to make people crazy. I remember um, after the incident, this, wait a minute, after the incident, the studio flooded some audio files and went missing, and misery loomed over the sessions until guitarist Omar Rodriguez-Lopez snagged the Ouija board, broke it in half, and burned it in an undisclosed location. So I remember that situation. Mm-hmm. They had been um, traveling, and they were looking for inspiration. And one of the guys was really into, like, antique stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the lead singer was in this little shop, wherever they were at. It was overseas somewhere. And he found, like, an antique Ouija board. So he, he got the Ouija board, and he gave it to his friend. It was in all that, another bandmate. And they were playing with it on the bus and stuff. That was, And it got to the where the, the guy was like consumed with it. Like they weren't playing video games or nothing. It was like that's all this guy would do was mess with this board. And they were saying that the songs that they were coming up with were coming through the Ouija board. No kidding. And that's what the, the producer was talking about. Uh, trying to admit. Whoa. But yeah, that was, that was, there's a longer story. That yeah. A lot of that wasn't told. That is weird. I mean... I just still don't get it why people even mess with those stupid things. Leonard Skinner tree birds. Tree birds? If they leave here tomorrow, would you still remember them? Well, there are some Leonard Skinner fans who believe a paranormal experience is happening at the trees around the Jack's Memory Gardens Cemetery in Jacksonville, Florida, where Ronnie Van Zant and Steve and Cassie Gaines are buried. Photographer Don Stollard shared a pair of cemetery photos with Halloween's Unseen, where it appears that the faces of the buried band members can be seen in the nearby trees. None of the other photos from the shoot seemingly showcased the faces in the trees, but once Stollard posted his image, fans immediately picked out the one shot, noticing the resemblance of the deceased band members in the trees. It's as plain as day when you finally see them, Stollard said. I've had a long connection with Skinner and the Van Zants are friends of mine, and they were a little spooked, but comforted by it all. It does look like Cassie and Ronnie, too, and they are buried side by side there. So there you go. Cool. We was in, uh, when we were in St. Augustine, I know um, Dolly went 
there mm-hmm. to the cemetery because she wanted to see Ronnie's grave and yeah. Stephen Cassie. So she got some good pictures and stuff. Oh, there. that's awesome. Yeah, very cool. All right, guys, that wraps up this week. We hope you guys like the rock and roll stories. I know we don't usually like to do like the same thing for mm-hmm. most of the week, which we did, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed those because I did. Hey, guys, if you like what you just heard, we do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.